I do miss the end going, Foxworthy Podcast. I do miss that a little bit. Hello, everybody. We're back on the island talking about Ghost Island, Survivor Season 36, premiere episode, Wednesday night. It was two hours which I don't even know if we adequately prepared people for in the preview podcast that two people would be going home in the first episode. But we're back for our first official season 36 episode. And you're probably wondering who's on the other line. Well, prepare to be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) It's just me. We're like two best friends in a candy shop picking out what kind of gummies each other wants. I'm Taylor Gaines and he's Tyler B. Commons. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. (laughs) every week just thanks for having me every week well we won't have you next week that's true you won't have me next week i'm gonna have to wait a whole week before i watch the episode because i'm not trying to stream that over there over those of you yeah i was gonna say for those of you that you almost made me say underwear over there underwear i'm not gonna be here next week because i am going across the ocean i'm going over to italy to hang out and find out how their new government is gonna work after (laughs) sunday when the election happens. And if oh, it's wow. Anything, You're going to be there post-election. Yeah. And if it's anything like John Oliver's making me feel, I'm not feeling too good about my trip. <laughs> He's making me nervous, but that's okay. All right. Well, people, unfortunately, didn't come here to hear about your trip. They came right. here to hear about Survivor. And we're so gonna, let's talk about it. We're going to get into it, whether it takes six, eight, nine, or 47 minutes. Let's break it down. That's a quote from your favorite, your preseason winner pick, Wendell Holland. He said, as he was building his crab trap last night, we're obviously recording this on Thursday, that he hoped it would catch uh, six, eight, nine, or 47 crabs. Who knows? I hope it catches 47, so they have to keep him around. Wendell, though, not on the best tribe ever. He was on the one that won both immunity challenges. But <laughs> if you were to ask Jacob Derwin... Malolo, best tribe ever. What do you think of that statement, Ty? I thought it was bold. He came on very opinionated <laughs> and very strong and uh, very wrong because they've, spoiler, lost a lot. Yeah, You're we'll editing. talk a lot about Jacob and we'll also talk a lot about, I mean, hopefully at this point you realize we're going to spoil stuff. We'll also talk about Stephanie Gonzalez, the first one out. We'll get into who we liked this week too, but some interesting stories from the two who went down right away so where should we start i say give me a quick reaction i don't know if you have a tweet queued up or a thought but just what what's the first thing that pops into your head about the premiere of survivor 36 i feel like we have a bunch of players and that showed through the way that they saw through hidden versus non-hidden immunity idols but i don't know if we have the personalities I loved the way they were attuned to things that were happening in the game, but I kind of, I think it fell flat as far as creating storylines of, you know, head-to-head, battle royale, clash-to-clash kind of things. You're not going to believe this. It's episode one. You have to to introduce people. What am I not going to believe? I disagree with you. Okay. I I thought this was great. I thought it was a really good premiere, and I'm usually the pessimist. This was like... Obviously, a lot of people that didn't get any screen time, really, outside of a few words here or there. Mm-hmm. But I felt like if the first two out were any indication of what the season's going to be like, it's going to be great. Because Stephanie was entertaining in a very short amount of time, and reading her interviews today was like somewhat emotional. Mm-hmm. And then Jacob had a lot of screen time, and 
uh, he got some disdain from my household, but oh gosh, I, I enjoyed him in his few moments on the game, and mm-hmm. it was sad to see him go too for reasons we'll get into. So I am excited for the potential, and I feel like a lot of the people I didn't anticipate as characters in the preseason, J- Jacob and Gonzalez, by the way, two people who we read a lot of quotes from the other day, and they were both gone already. Of course. Uh, but a lot of the people that I wasn't sure about ended up being more interesting. Like Stephanie Johnson, I thought was really good. We'll talk about her. Brendan, I didn't have much on, and he was a leader right out of the gate. Chris actually lived up to my early expectations, coming out as a leader and getting involved in a little mano a mano with Dominic. I was just across the mm-hmm. board. I thought there was a lot of good storylines. I mean, Ghost Island cut into it a little bit, but... Yeah. I'll take Ghost Island over Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers any day. Yeah, I was actually really impressed, and I really liked the way they handled Ghost Island. You know, obviously two people went, and they had two completely different experiences. One was, oh, well, let's show everyone what Ghost Island is. The second one was like, oh, well, he's here. So the Ghost Island twitch er, twist, not Twitch, what am I thinking, was really entertaining. And I also... Like you were alluding to, the Dominic versus Chris was uh, it was a good storyline, and I think those are two personalities that are going to clash in a positive way. We're going to enjoy watching that unravel as the season continues. So I thought that was a really well played up point, and I think that was the most emotional, the most character that was shown was surrounding those two characters, which you know it can carry the show, and I hope it does for weeks and weeks because I think they're both fairly good players from the things they're realizing already yeah we'll get into that a little more deeply in just a minute but i think what i want to do today since it's premiere episode we're trying to get to know everybody i'm going to run through everything really quickly and then we'll talk about i'll ask you some questions on the way as far as what you think was happening or what you would do and then we'll talk about the big theme of the season and of the episode and then we'll uh get into jacob and Gonzalez, and we'll get out of here. We'll also have some power rankings for you, but we don't have a lot of time, like Wendell said, so let's get into it. I'm going to run through the events of the premiere. Against my own wisdom, I'm not going to take my time too much, just like a lot of people in this first episode. Was that <laughs> was that your biggest thought throughout the two hours? Just like, oh my God, some of these people came out way too fast. I mean, Jacob, obviously, particularly, but that really stood out to me. Yeah, but it wasn't necessarily poorly played. Jacob was the only one, and I think he was judged unfairly because of who he is. Because I don't think he was the only one playing the game that hard. I think he knew he was on the bottom, and people already knew he was on the bottom, so yeah. it kind of cast a light on him that he didn't deserve. But yeah, everyone came yeah, out. I, and I was, have some more thoughts on that that we'll get to at the end. But Yeah, alliances and stuff were made very quickly. The funniest thing to me at the beginning was how strong of a reaction everyone had to Jeff just saying, welcome to Ghost Island. <laughs> like, they were like, it's, he's, it's, <laughs> he was like, it's Survivor, Ghost Island. And they were all like, wow, oh my God. Like, even though they didn't know what it was. So I got a you kick think, out of that. You think but, they have like one of the cast interns in the back holding up like laugh signs or like <laughs> cheer signs or like, he's just off. Shock and it. awe. <laughs> shock, shock and awe. He's holding it up. That would be hilarious. Kellen got a bit of screen time at the beginning. And interestingly, when you talk about Survivor as a social experiment, the first episode is where that's usually the clearest. Mm-hmm. Jeff said, hey, pick someone. One tribe picked Big Brendan. One tribe picked Big Chris. And then he said, pick someone for this, pick someone for the puzzle. 
They picked Mike and Sebastian, and then they picked two women for the puzzles. One of them, yep. I guess, because she was wearing glasses. So I just, <laughs> it, it's always like funny and simultaneously depressing. And we'll talk more about the social part of it, I think, when we get into Jacob's loss. But mm-hmm. Desi obviously pointed out, hey, I'm not even good at puzzles, but I guess I look creative. I don't know. <laughs> I actually thought that was, I thought that was a fun puzzle to come out with because well, it the interesting gave twist. those two leaders the the twist. Yeah, yeah. So you can, the interesting you talk about twist that. was that the winning tribe would get machete, pot, rice, fishing kit. No, sorry. The okay, so gear was basically gone. you could get the machete if uh, either tribe could have gotten the machete, pot, rice, and fishing kit. But if you won the challenge, you would also get tools for the shelter, mm-hmm. and lose the other tribe would lose the fishing gear. But if you give up before the timer runs out, you would not lose the fishing gear and the other tribe would get 20 eggs. Yes. And Chris pulled the plug, even though it didn't look like either of them were particularly close, and Mm-mm. saved the fishing gear, which he may not have known it at the time, was probably really smart because Sebastian is a fisherman, as we talked about on the first episode. But what would you have done is what I was curious about. Like I felt like that was the right decision just because why give up fishing gear just to have potentially better shelter like who cares i thought chris also made the right decision because if you don't pull the plug pull the plug if you don't uh pull the table out from the puzzle then yeah they're left with you know minuscule rations and help and i think the more interesting part of that wasn't the challenge the challenge was just kind of whatever it was putting these two people who are now kind of the look to leaders like you automatically throw them into this role which can create interesting dynamics Um, well and that's when dominic said hey i disagree with the decision right in front of everybody which i thought was kind of dumb i I didn't understand the need to do that other than to just be like tony on try to be on tv or something it just seemed like a dumb strategic decision to out yourself from the rest of the tribe instantly but that started the chris v dominic thing right I don't know. The The fun part about that challenge was it was basically a game of chicken between Brendan and Chris because neither tribe was going to complete it. Like neither of them looked like they were close to completing the slide puzzle. So it was almost a game of Jeff is like, here, I'm going to pit these two against each other and we're going to fabricate this game around and they're just going to play chicken. Yeah, basically. Then on day one, everybody obviously introduced themselves. Some people that got time on screen. Mike, the 18-year-old. Gonzalez, who carried a machete around over her shoulder like a badass and basically that one shot probably made her entire trip worth it if you ask me mm-hmm. donathan got some time he got way more time later which we'll talk about kellen got some time dom who we already mentioned chris and seb teaming up talking about picking out gummies in a candy shop and whatnot yep and then some early foreshadowing jacob walked into the ocean left his shoes on the beach instantly lost them went to look for an idol panicked tried to find an idol like in the rice it was just clear from the beginning that something was wrong but more on him later (laughs) yeah navidi we got some wendell action on day two and then we went to immunity which was day three and my parents were like how is it already day three nothing's happened but Mm -hmm. whatever navidi won then jacob obviously proclaimed them malolo the greatest tribe of all time which did get him sent to ghost island i thought it was a clever play right up until he said that it was his goal to make it happen right after he made it happen. Yeah. I think maybe we'll contain the Ghost Island conversation here briefly because I don't have too many thoughts on it after the first episode. He got sent, picked the right game thing, and then got 
Sierra's legacy advantage, which mm-hmm. was given to Sarah after Sarah got her voted out in Game Changers and went on to win. Unfortunately for him, had to send it to someone, sent it to Morgan on the Navidi tribe. Unlike last season, we will not see their alliance come to fruition like Chrissy and Ryan, but a clever introduction to Ghost Island. I definitely like the idea of the there being actual choices to what they get. I don't know if that will continue, but yeah. I like that it's... I could take or leave it being connected to the past or whatever, but I like mm-hmm. the idea of it saying, oh, well, someone failed with this the first time. Here's how you can make it better instead of it just being a normal idol. But obviously, there are normal idols and they're just as easy to find as usual because Dom found one in pitch black on like the second night. <laughs> Who knows? But what was what did you think of Ghost Island? I mean, you mentioned earlier some brief thoughts, but any anything important you want to get off your chest? I thought it was a good twist. You know, for people like veterans who have watched the show forever we always talk about the editing and i thought the editing was clever to show the actual moments of sierra telling sarah and just show you know little instances like that i thought it was cool you know it gave me that nostalgic feeling Ghost i did like Island- getting to see the andrea uh andrea clip because her reaction <laughs> to getting voted out is one of the best i've ever seen because she, she was legitimately shocked mm-hmm. <laughs> the way she turns and looks and is just like what yeah No, and that, I mean, that was fun as someone who's watched the show for years. I do like, because we talked about kind of idol apocalypse and how there's been so many idols the last few seasons that it takes away from the strategy of the game. And we had two instances of Ghost Island and the second time nothing's coming out of it, which I really like because it could have been an overplayed thing where they're throwing advantage after advantage after advantage back into the game. And I don't think necessarily that's the best for the game. So I'm excited that they're not over implementing Ghost Island, but kind of implementing it as like, okay, this tribe chooses to save this person and they may or may not get an advantage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and Jacob getting sent to Ghost Island saved his ass for the first hour at least oh, because for sure. he was definitely gone. He never really fit in. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but it changed it to Donathan versus Gonzalez from what mm-hmm. we could tell. And you could tell Stephanie was going to be the one to go by the way they edited Tribal a little bit. They kept showing her giving like sarcastic looks at people. Yeah. Although Donathan legitimately looked terrified and I was glad to not see him get voted out instantly and it ended up being 9-1 gonzalez as her torch was snuffed she said sad so then the second hour we'll get back to her dom appears to be losing his mind that's when he finds the idol morgan gets her advantage and (laughs) contrary to what you just said things started to seem like oh here we go here we go with all the advantages again yeah and then jacob comes back trying to pretend he has a fake idol and brendan instant i mean (laughs) you could tell looking around that no one was buying it but oh i i forgot that paper back at the island you know the one that tells me that this is an idol i just i forgot it and obviously he was such a super fan that everyone was like seriously the super fan would forget to look or Mm -hmm. to bring back the paper anyway so (laughs) it was almost as bad as like trying to scoot a plate of spaghetti onto a tablecloth and like hide a plate you know like we've seen that before it was almost that level of play it was hilarious (laughs) And then speaking of fake idols, this is the only other thing I wanted to touch on with Dom and Chris is Dom lied to Chris because Chris smartly was like, okay, you want me to trust you? Do you have an idol? (laughs) He said Mm. no. And then later he was like, okay, actually I do. But he showed him a fake one, but then he showed him the real paperwork. 
so now he thinks he has an idol and he does have an idol. So I don't even know. I didn't even understand the purpose of that, honestly. Yeah, the only twist that could be played out of that is if he maybe says, yeah, and I'm willing to play this idol for anybody, hands him the idol, it mixes up tribes, and then he still goes home because he's playing a not real idol. You know what I'm saying? So it protects him that he showed a fake idol, so that might be believable that that is the idol and he could whip it out and make paperwork was legit though i don't know yeah he knows he has an idol but you can still pull the wool over someone's eyes by saying oh look here's the real idol and it's being the fake idol you know it it takes a lot of deception and a lot of cleverness (laughs) um which i always hope for but generally i'm disappointed also that had our best well, actually, I, which one did you think was better as far as animal shots? There was one where a cr- like a crab or a lobster came up and took another crab and dragged it off the screen. Oh, yeah. And then there was one where a spider was just covered in ants and it looked like it was just being murdered. And they were both terrifying. They were. I actually think my best animal moment was when they kept showing like they showed like three or four spiders making webs and then they did that cool like aerial shot of the camp and it kind of looked like a spider web i don't know oh i didn't catch that one i thought that was the most fun animal editing that or maybe because i just like a bat or something there was a bat close-up that they showed and i was like man that's really cool i saw full detail of a bat the crab was terrifying in an existential kind of way a lot of people seemed existentially terrified to swim at the second <laughs> immunity challenge. And Two people, in fact. Well, what's funny is it, the challenge started with Angela on Navidi saying, hey, guys, I can't swim and sitting out. Mm-hmm. And somebody should have given the same memo during the other tribe meeting because somehow James and Jonathan both wound up out there at the same time and neither of them could swim. Mm-hmm. And it was mind-blowing how long it felt like it went on <laughs> watching it <laughs> but then Jonathan in a Probstian moment dove to the bottom and pulled the balls out and his whole tribe loved him and it might have helped save him a second time but then he got sent to Ghost Island so who knows and plus mm-hmm. Jacob was so far on the outside I mean the, you never know with this Ghost Island thing what would have happened but definitely right. an inspiring moment I thought yeah I liked I've- him in this episode I did. I liked him too. He came on as a personality that I think I alluded to this in our pregame show. He has to get in. Otherwise, he's always going to be on the out. And I think he's starting to get in, you know, for his, quote, Probstian style of letting people finish challenges or do their thing. But yeah, what was with James? Three times they edit James go like a foot underwater and he's got seven or eight feet to go and like... I don't know what being... He didn't really explain it either. I mean, he tweeted something this morning like, damn, if the challenge was a 4 by 4 track relay, I would have killed it. But... <laughs> yeah, don't relive your glory days. Just just suck it up and be like, I can't swim. Or maybe he was like... Maybe he was overly exhausted because they started dragging not only in that moment, but like even getting up out of the water and going over the little seesaw thing... I noticed they were dragging, so I think it's probably just ridiculously hot and tiring. Even in the f- the first moment of the show, the first yeah. challenge, people were dragging. So I don't know if it's a weather thing. I don't know, but his more his problem didn't look so much like he couldn't swim to me. It looked like he couldn't catch his breath. I don't know. I'm going to give him the benefit James, of the doubt, but I also would have sent him home. Yeah, I mean, 
It's a tough call. I guess with the way that Jacob fit, they felt like that was the easy choice. Mm -hmm. And James did take the blame very admirably for what that's worth when uh, they got back to camp. So it was interesting. I, I just liked how in both votes they were able to create a sense of it could be this person or this person and it Mm -hmm. particularly in the second hour it felt like there were reasons presented to us why it could be either one even though it was obviously just jacob in retrospect and right as we get into discussion of him i think we'll talk about him first because he had a lot of airtime in this episode Mm -hmm. my impression of him and i think i'm gonna tie this into what i feel like is the overall theme of the season end of the episode bad decisions obviously that's what they want to be the theme of the season and it was definitely a theme of the episode because and he'll tell you i read this in his interviews today that he was on the outs like instantly he just didn't connect with everybody but yep from a tv standpoint he talked too much well (laughs) i guess there actually let me rephrase i'd put it this way he made two bad decisions one of them completely out of his control One, he talked too much and played way too big of a game Mm -hmm. and also fell for a little flirting, but I think he also really had no other choice at that point. Yep. And secondly, he decided to be a nerd. And I say that sort of tongue-in-cheek because one of the things that bothers me about the first episode is when stuff like this happens where a guy just doesn't fit in because he's not like buff and pretty. (laughs) Like, yeah, there was a point where like Brendan... Libby, Jenna, and I think maybe Michael, the 18-year-old, were all talking about who they wanted to go home. And I was like, not this again. Why does this always happen? Yeah. And that was that was a theme that they played up when uh, you talked about he fell for someone, Stephanie and Jacob. She was the one kind of budding up to Jacob. And she, interestingly, seems to it. have like a power couple thing going with Jenna behind the scenes where they appear to be in the middle of the outsider's and the cool kids of that tribe where they could kind of flip the game, but they obviously decided not to do it now. And with the tribe swap coming, it looks like <laughs> God. Uh, it might not matter. Yeah. So it's just, it's, she definitely noticed that there's a cool kid club. And so that's why, you know, we got so, so tricked and so into Jacob's story because we actually thought Jacob could stick around because he's going to be loyal and he's going to do what he can to help the team for a certain amount of time and not think individually right at the beginning um i think it's just because he's such a big super fan and i do think it's not fair to vote someone out just because he's different if you look at the people that kind of were on the bottom you got him and you got donathan donathan kind of stuck around and i think he's gonna have a story and i think people are gonna connect with him but Like I said, he has to make a connection or he's going to go. Kind of like Lauren last season. Lauren has to make a connection or she's going to go because she's different than everybody. The tough thing, and I was thinking about this a lot last night, is like you don't want to come out too strong like Jacob did, but also you got to come out playing because of the number of twists that happen on this show now. Mm -hmm. And you you could be gone before you know it. But also the position you want to be in is to not be talking that much at the beginning to kind of lay low but still be impressive enough to other people and like let other people make decisions and have it not be you it's it's just such a impossible game to judge on a person-to-person basis because particularly at the very beginning of the premiere it's just like all of a sudden they're 
talking about voting Gonzalez out. And it's like, oh, why? <laughs> and yeah. it just kind of, somebody starts a conversation and then it just happens. So it's sort of just, it's just tricky. I mean, I, I keep trying to make judgments and predictions, but you can't know unless you're out there, I guess. Yeah. And it's got to be, this is why it's one of the greatest social experiments because you have to make a good first impression or you're instantly on the outs and in Survivor, you've got But it's depressing that the first impression can hours. just be... Yeah, it's just, it just it bothers me that the first impression can just be, oh, he's a nerdy Survivor fan and we're all pretty, so get rid of him. But yeah, the, the mean, other sad thing, and I on that point, from his interview today, he talked about the reaction to being the first, well, second one out. First one out mm-hmm. to Ghost Island, as Jeff said. But here's here's a quote from his interview that I've wanted to read. Some people are just making fun of the way I look online, and that's fine. But there are a lot of people being really, really, really supportive in a way I don't always see the fan community react. It was such a disappointment. It made that embarrassment a little bit deeper because I feel like I've let a lot of people down. Not just myself, but a lot more than that. I feel like a lot of fans are saying now, I can't do it. That's me on the show. He's my proxy to be out there, and he couldn't pull it off. Hmm. It feels a little bit bad. Hmm. I think he is... uh, And I got this impression from him. Sometimes people can be ostracized, and I'm going to get big picture again like I tend to do from time to time, because they're so empathetic and not worried about the impression that they give on other people, if that makes sense. There can be times where you worry so much about other people's reactions and how they're doing that you kind of forget to check up on yourself and check up on the impression that you're making. So he's out there and he's passionate and he's having fun and losing his shoes, which is just not smart to do. And he's not thinking of the way that that's going to leave an impression. He's, he's looking beyond that to how am I going to connect with these people? Does that make sense? He's not thinking about the basics things that are going to make people comfortable connecting with him he's already thinking about connecting with them when they're oh he's this not giving is, this them sounds reason like an argument chrissy him. would make actually yeah and in how so because it's not about chrissy, actually connecting with people it's about making them think you're connecting with them well but i think you do have to turn that corner and make the actual connection with him and that's all he was worried about he didn't do the Chrissy reconnaissance where he was learning facts about people. He was just like, oh, we're all out here and playing Survivor and we're just going to be friends now because that's just the way this game works. But it's just not the way the game works. So I think he fell victim to his own friendship, if that makes sense. His desire for friendship. It was alliances that I just made up in my head, mm-hmm. as he said. So the other bad decision in retrospect was Stephanie Gonzalez apparently took a walk right before Tribal. She said this in her interviews today. She took a brisk walk, missed the conversation, and you can see it in the episode. Jeff said, oh, you could have missed one conversation, and it's you. And that's when she started panicking Mm -hmm. and whispering in people's ears. And it's a little unclear to us why she didn't fit in because they didn't really show it. But I guess socially... She was the one on the outs. And according to her interviews, Jenna had her name thrown around, but Brendan didn't want to bother Stephanie. And then Donathan's name was thrown around. She claims that he basically cried and they decided not to vote him out. And the thing we didn't get to see 
was on her way out, she apparently turned and said, one lion, seven sheep, referring to Brendan specifically. Mm-hmm. I was, like I said earlier, I liked her in the time we got. It's just another thing, like we're talking about, like sort of something you can't control, but also feel like you should have. Like she missed one conversation. She's I mean, you out. Can, you can blame it on one conversation, but maybe the conversation she was a part of she wasn't reacting certain ways. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she yeah, came I mean, on it's, too it's strong. It's so hard to tell what exactly happened to her. I think what's interesting about the first episode is the press was still there. So I can tell you what people said when they cast their votes, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Donathan said, I'm tired of my voice not being heard. <laughs> Libby wow. said, sorry, girl. Guess you're just not part of the we. James Ooh. said, I really enjoyed meeting you. It's not you. It's the game. <laughs> <laughs> The other Stephanie said, there's only room for one Stephanie on this island, and it's me. Man, all of these could have been on TV. Yeah, these are all good. Brendan said, I have respect for your game. This is to keep order in the tribe for a couple more days. Sounding very leaderly. Wow. Jenna said, this is what you get for trying to plot against me with my own we. Michael said, you're a really sharp chick and a heck of a player. I'm sorry to see you go. And Laurel, I'm guessing speaking for the tribe, said, you're playing too hard and too fast. I can't trust you. Yeah, there's that's the that's the thing and Laurel said it, you have to play early and make connections. But you can't play so strong that you run over people. And from what those sound like, she thought she was on the in when secretly she was plotting against others and you know, people said you're not getting me out. I'm going to get you out before you get me out. You know, I don't know. I wasn't there, but it sounds like she made the same mistake that we got to see Jacob make, which was playing really, really hard from the beginning. Yeah. And it's, you know what? I guess I'll, I guess I'll just make a definitive statement then. Take your time at the beginning. Take your time. Unless you are sure that you're just like out of it. <laughs> yes. And her story, I, I just read you Jacob's quote. This one made me probably even sadder. She missed her mom's wedding to be on Survivor and then got voted out first. Her Mm. mom did get married years ago, but never got to have an official ceremony. And they planned this whole thing in Puerto Rico. When she was on Ponderosa, she was telling people she didn't want to know what day it was because she knew she was missing it. And families are so important in Hispanic culture. And she was all torn up about it. Mm -hmm. And then she said one morning she woke up and she knew that it was the day. And it did happen to be the day. And then this quote from her just made me sad. The biggest part that hurt me was that when I came back a couple of months ago, Puerto Rico was ravaged by Hurricane Maria. Thinking about the moment I missed to be in my hometown and to be with all of my old friends and family and knowing that whenever I go back to Puerto Rico, it'll never be the same. I can't go to my hometown right now. I'm almost sure there's no water or electricity. The roads are damaged. They're barely doing flights out there. Everyone's ditching the island and who can blame them? There's no living conditions out there. Hmm. That's what really hurts me. Knowing where I grew up, my home and my heart and soul is in Puerto Rico. I'll always be an island girl. And now I know I can't go back. I can never go back and visit my old beach and my old home. Wow. Way to, way to turn my opinion from someone who came out and played hard and didn't make friends to someone who has a soul and a family <laughs> and a puppy probably. I'm hoping that the season will continue like this, that we'll have people who whether you care about them in the moment or just from hearing what they have to say, like just having real people who are out there to play, you know, because I do mm-hmm. think, and Joe Mina tweeted this last night to some effect. <laughs> His is pretty he said, funny. 
he said like f you casting you should have put me on this season with these people who are actually trying to play and more power to them for that like if every person that gets voted out gets voted out because they're playing hard then it'll be a great season yeah if we get to see strategy if we get to see someone like stephanie who said to jacob she goes i want to make moves i'm here to make moves if that plays out definitely buckle up because we're going to be in for a wild ride especially when this whole dominic and chris stuff blows up i think there's going to be some excitement and some uh explosive power happening speaking of explosive power i have some explosive power rankings for you before we get out of here wow every week we go through and we give our top three i mean like we said ty won't be here next week but we give Mm -hmm. our top three players and uh like we said a lot of people not on screen yet some people getting a lot of time i was able to come up with three and i'm interested to hear who you have but my number one despite a huge target on his back and i did write down the game could turn on brendan very quickly and i also wrote down jake gyllenhaal could definitely play brendan in a movie (laughs) i don't know why i thought of that but it's true Uh uh-huh he's my number one all right well so far we don't deviate he's also my number one he's in control he is he got set up right when they got out there his entire tribe voted him to be in charge of the first challenge so yeah he's just in too good a spot i'll move on. i'll do my number two next does that work for you yeah go ahead go my number actually, two no shut up okay sorry dad <laughs> no go ahead <laughs> oh my number two i've got michael he's oh interesting in this, yeah i think he's in this good spot where he can fly under the radar long enough and not get kicked out um he definitely pulled off his 23 age thing like people are buying that oh for sure dude when i was 18 i would have oh my god i i could never i couldn't pull off 18 when i was 18 let alone 23 not even just physically like he's he's he talks like a 23 year old too he's got a he's I, i was pretty impressed by what we got from him yeah, I was impressed, and just his and uh, his and Brendan's duo because they're kind of you know the beautiful people of that tribe talking and working together. That's why I got him number two, which I'm gonna guess you don't have him number two. I actually don't have him in the top three yet. I uh, didn't think so. Stephanie is my number two. I thought her showcase in the second half of the episode was really impressive, and it showed how good of a position she's able to put herself in mm-hmm. pretty easily, and she can kind of weave between the strong people and the outsiders pretty well and i thought pretty much showing us that scene unedited of her sort of playing with jacob and i know he Mm -hmm. was talking too much to everyone but getting him to tell her about the advantage and the fake idol and whatnot she did a good job and i'm interested to see how she develops because i liked her Mm -hmm. what about your number three who you got there three i put donathan i gave donathan the nod just for that swimming moment i felt good about it so i just put him number three yeah and i and I just loved the earnestness of him. I haven't seen someone so, like, there are types of people who could say, oh, he's so exotic and I can meet, and I can also meet uh, an African-American person. Like, <laughs> there, there are people who could say that and you'd be like, oh, boy, this, do- this uh, doesn't sound good. But, like, mm-hmm. he just sounds so honest and and yeah. and nice and i i just wanted to root for him and that swimming moment was great if that's all we get from him the whole season yeah i like donathan too he did not make my top three my top three just happened to be all boys club i made the safe pick i went with chris i think chris i I did pick him in the final three by the way yeah i just feel like he long way to go but i thought he had a good episode if his only 
enemy is Dominic. I don't think Dominic is going to come out on top of that. And I think he's well, Dominic, got the, I think, is showing that he's an idiot, but we'll see. He could be an idiot. He could also, because he's he's made uh, friends with... Um, I just think Wendell. Chris is... Yes, Dominic and Wendell. I think... Gosh, that makes me so scared for Wendell. I think <laughs> I think that Chris is on the upper hand of that side. Unless Wendell has a lot more pull than I think he does, I think Chris is on the upper hand in that mano a mano situation. All right. Holy hell, we did that. We did it. Episode one, in the bags. All right, Ty. Well, thanks for joining me as always. I'll have to find somebody to fill in for you next week, but good premiere. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited for the season. I think we've got some potential characters and some games to be played so i god i want to i want to play too man i know one day we'll make it out there casting will call us they'll call joe mana back and we'll get to play with him no he would dominate too much he would just (laughs) run over me like a mac truck yeah good season i'm excited it was it was a strong premiere it's funny the more i think back the more i liked this episode Initially, yeah, this is the first episode I've wanted to rewatch in a while. Yeah, initially I didn't think it was a strong episode, just playing it over my head, but I also watched it at 6 a.m., um, <laughs> so that probably didn't help. But just you and me sitting here talking about it, I'm excited. I'm excited for things to come. I'm excited to see the dynamics of the people playing out because we've already got a couple mono-a-mono matchups going. All right, well, while we're gone, remember, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listen more. Talk less smile more there we go do what it takes to get okay i've seen it i'm not gonna be that guy it's over i'm throwing away my shot how about that (laughs) (laughs) i'm not throwing away my shot and i'm not getting annihilated all right we're done nope done with not today not today see you next time on the island goodbye Good at making these things up as well. <laughs> that is right.